Welcome to the Graceful Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Debick, the founder of Life Coaching with Lauren, a female empowerment coach, an entrepreneur, empath, and a lover of the ego-friendly lifestyle. My mission is to help women take control of their lives by teaching them how to increase their confidence in an authentic and genuine way so they can achieve both personal and professional goals. I will share ways to increase your confidence, tips on how to integrate grace into your life, as well as stories and advice from other experts on how, as women, we can better empower ourselves and those around us. I will show you exactly how to use the power of confidence and grace to create an empowering and invigorating life that you are excited about waking up to every single day. Now, let's dive in. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Graceful Confidence Podcast. I want to give a quick shout out to my patrons, Waslos, Britton, Lisa, Barbie, and Glenda. Thank you so much for your support of this creative project. If you're interested in supporting the Graceful Confidence Podcast, please check out my Patreon page. When I prep my podcast content, sometimes I base the topics off of things that listeners reach out to me about and want to hear information on, but sometimes they are topics about something that I'm dealing with personally, and that is what this month's topic is all about. It is my struggle in dealing with the elusive work-life balance, and I had an epiphany a few weeks ago when I realized that, you know what, there's no such thing as work-life balance anymore. I truly don't know if there ever was, but I need to learn, and this is what led to this month's topic for the podcast, is I need to learn how to gracefully accept that there is no such thing as a work-life balance, at least for me. So I want to preface this conversation and this discussion with this is how I have gotten to this point and how I'm going to move forward working through this because I do think it's important to be able to set boundaries and be able to have time for everything in your life that's important to you, but I'm not sure work-life balance is the the correct term. So I'm going to change my lens that I'm looking at this through moving forward. And I want to share with you my, my insight and my experiences. And hopefully you can take some nuggets of wisdom away or reach out to me and let me know how you manage work-life balance or if you think any of these strategies will work for you. So let me back up to how I arrived at this point. Coming out of the pandemic really has taught me some certain things, and one of those things was I wanted to spend more time with my friends and family and doing things that I enjoyed because we truly don't know how much time we have in in this life. So that was one of the things that stuck out to me from the pandemic and something that I wanted to be more intentional about as I started living my life and moving forward and activities resumed back to normal. So it went from us being in this world where we didn't know what to do to swinging back to everything is business as usual, at least it appears. And I do think we need to return to some sense of normalcy. It also shifted very, very quickly for me. And I think I underestimated that transition and how fast things were going to move. I have been trying to find work-life balance, I think, before work-life balance was the phrase that was used. When I first started my full-time professional career out of college about 12 years ago, I struggled with work-life balance. Now, at that time, I went from being so busy from school, working part-time, doing all the things, to just having a full-time job, which was great, and I'm so thankful for that and for all the experiences, but after moving to a new place and not knowing anyone, all I really really had was my job. So I knew 
from that point that I needed to balance out the professional life with the personal life. So I started taking inventory of things that made me happy, places I wanted to go, things I wanted to do, and trying to figure out what this elusive work-life balance thing was. 12 years later, I can say that I have not figured it out and I truly don't think that it is realistic. I have sat through many seminars, I've listened to tons of podcasts, read lots of books all on this idea, and it has come to the point for me where I just don't think work-life balance is realistic for me. And the reason why is the whole idea of, of work and living has honestly shifted over the past century, if not last 10 years specifically. With the innovation and expansion of technology, it is easier for people to get in touch with you. So before, when you could really leave the office at five o'clock and no one could email you or call you or text you, that's not the case anymore. So those lines are so blurred. You throw on top of that a pandemic where multiple people had the opportunity to work remotely and work from home, that blends those lines even, even more because you are really at home working. So there is no clear distinction between the work and the life piece of it. I am at a place where I am taking a new approach to the work-life balance. And for me, I think I'm just gonna call it living from now on because truly my work is so important to me and such an important part of my life and who I am. But I also, need time for myself, I need time for my family and my friends, and I need time to refill and refuel myself by doing things that bring me joy and filling up my cup that way so I have more energy to give to the work side of things. When I first thought of the idea of work-life balance, to me it was you leave the office at five o'clock after having an extremely productive day, doing all the work things and doing them well, and then spend the rest of your time with your friends and family. Yes, that may seem ideal, but this is definitely not realistic, at least for me. Again, with technology the way that it is, people can get in touch with you at any time of the day if they need something from you. Now, where we do have control over this, and what I would encourage you to think about is how you respond to those types of communications or inquiries when they do come in after it's time for you to shut down. Another important piece of this is setting up those expectations ahead of time. And this is going to look different depending on if you're an entrepreneur, if you work in a corporation, if you work for, let's say, a nonprofit. So it's going to be a little bit different depending on the landscape. But setting up those expectations with your boss or team can really, really help you achieve this type of fluidity as you move forward. For example, you could tell your team, please don't text me unless it's an absolute emergency. That's not unrealistic. Everyone likes to have their time respected and sometimes where things get a little hairy or get a little muddy is when those conversations aren't had. So setting up those expectations ahead of time from the work side can be very, very beneficial. One of the other things that has made this work-life balance concept unattainable is because of the increased responsibilities at home. And when we look at the model of the, the working system from the eight to five, that was based on productivity and a whole different system that we do not have in place anymore. So when both parents or both 
adult figures might be working outside of the home and there's children and there's things that need to be done in the home, it can be very difficult. And that's where I find myself getting honestly frustrated sometimes. This has been another realization on my part where I don't know where the pressure is coming from other than societal norms where someone should be taking care of the children, taking care of the house, the laundry, and that makes me very mad because that's just not reality. So with an increased household load, with an increased responsibility load because of children, pets, aging parents, whatever the case may be, it's no wonder that so many of us feel like we are juggling so many different things. In fact, it's so prevalent that more than one in four Americans describe themselves as super stressed. And honestly, that is not what I would consider balance. So I do think as a society, we need to take a different approach to how we look at the work-life relationship. We are trying to get so much done in such a short amount of time that that can lead to those stressful feelings. And it can also lead to, to mistakes, to oversight, to errors. And it could also lead to, on the flip side, if you're talking about the relationship piece of it, mistakes in communication, which can lead to strange relationships, and just so on and so on. While on the surface, this is the approach that we tend to take, on the deeper level, this can cause some very serious issues, from mental issues to emotional issues to physical issues, because we know that stress is the catalyst for so many health consequences. What I would encourage us all to do, and starting with myself, I am by no means anywhere near good, even good at this yet, but I think the awareness piece and the change in approach is the first step. So I'm gonna start by taking a different look at how I look at the work-life relationship. So here are a few strategies, tips, that I would like to share with the listeners on ways that I'm gonna start approaching this concept differently. Again, let me know if they work for you. If you have other ideas or suggestions, please reach out, share them with me. I'd love to share them with some others because we're the ones who need to start changing the way that this is viewed. We know that this isn't working. We know that it's not attainable and we need to do something about it. In the work setting, one of the things you can do as a different approach to this is if you're not already doing so, set manageable goals. So being able to prioritize what needs to be done and where can give us a really good sense of control, but then also help get things done in a more efficient and effective way, and then we'll be less stressed about the work that needs to be done. And in doing so, you'll be more efficient. If we're more efficient, then we have more time to spend with friends and family and things that we enjoy outside of the work setting. As was mentioned before, we have seen that remote work has become more and more popular. So if you have the opportunity to inquire about flexible work schedule, do so. The worst that someone can say is no. But by speaking up and asking for what you need, that goes back to having conversations about expectations. Another big important piece as you try to reduce that stress at work and make this more manageable is take breaks. It could be a five minute break. The statistics are out there that eating lunch at your desk, which I am guilty of and I will fully admit that, and that's a little, little behavior change that I'm gonna try to do differently moving forward, can have some very negative consequences, including an increase in long-term health risks because by sitting for longer periods of time, that can actually make you make you sick. So it can increase your risk of heart disease, blood pressure, and cholesterol, not to mention sore joints from sitting all the time. 
time. But from a productivity standpoint, it can lead you to burnout more quickly. And also you can miss out on inspiration or creative ideas. So one of the things that I'm gonna do differently moving forward is actually take a lunch, whether it's a quick walking lunch, lunch with friends, lunch with coworkers. It could lead to an increase in productivity and an increase in creativity. So that's something that I'm gonna do differently. And outside of lunch, take a five minute break, walk around, stretch your legs. Again, sitting too long can truly lead to some pretty terrible health risks. So get up, walk around, stretch your legs. At the end of the day, be kind to yourself. Grant yourself some grace. We are humans. We are doing the best that we can in a world that is changing so, so quickly. So be kind to yourself, but also be kind and graceful to others and understand that People might be going through stuff that you have no idea about. So try to be a little more understanding, try to be a little more kind, and that should help with reducing some of those stress levels at work, which makes the living process a little more enjoyable. Now at home, here are some things that you can do to help this integration or help reduce the stress levels. Number one would be to unplug your technology. I am also not the best at this. While the technology makes it easier and more efficient to do some of our work, it also can lead to burnout so quickly. So take a break from the social media, put your phone down, get outside, spend time with your family, spend time working on things that you enjoy, take a break from the technology. Going back to household chores, if you are in a relationship or you live with someone, um, a partner, husband, wife, roommates, whatever the case may be, break up those responsibilities. If you have kids, have them do chores. Don't feel like you need to be the one to carry all of that household responsibility, especially if there are other people living there. Outside of the work setting, another thing that you can do to reduce the stress and kind of feel better overall is don't overcommit yourself. So also learn how to say no. I work with many people who struggle with saying no and they all find themselves in situations that they really didn't wanna be a part of. If you can learn to say no and not overcommit yourself at the beginning of a situation, that's truly gonna help you down the line. And that can be an entire topic in itself. Uh, the reasons why we struggle with overcommitting or saying no, but if you are really trying to create more space in your life, not overcommitting yourself is gonna be key. Very similar to the conversation about not sitting for too long, when you are at home or you're in a position where you can make some time for yourself, be active. That could be going for a walk, a run, if there's a certain workout you like to do, just putting on music and dancing around your house, or if you're like me, creating choreography to lip sync songs, whatever it is, because number one, moving your body is going to be good for you because moving your body is gonna benefit you physically, but also benefits you mentally and emotionally because we know that our stress levels are decreased and our good brain chemicals are increased when we are doing things that we enjoy. So stay active. I would challenge you to at least three days a week, get outside, do something active, breathe in some fresh air. It is so important to us as humans to be able to do this. And unfortunately, I think we've kind of lost sight of this. We'll sit in our cubicles, we'll sit in our offices, and then we go sit in front of the TV, and I think it's time that that needs to be absolutely disrupted. And it can be hard, because those are patterns and habits that have formed over the years. 
But if you are taking a good look at this and recognizing that things aren't working the way that they currently are, then I'm confident that you'll be able to take some of these strategies and tools and tips and make them work for you. Getting up and stretching your legs while working is not difficult. It's just a matter of remembering to do these certain things. And there are several things that you can do as helpful reminders. So you can set an alarm maybe every hour to get up and walk around or stand or put a meeting in your calendar for your workout. I am someone that's extremely driven by my schedule and my calendar. So sometimes I set meetings with myself when I have to work on a certain project or need to give myself space and time to create something. I'll put it on my calendar as if it was a meeting with, with another individual. And I like to do the same thing with some of my workouts because if it's on my calendar, then that's, an, that's a commitment that I've made to myself and something that I'm going to follow through with. So if you're not already doing that and looking for some help in how to get motivated and stay motivated for some of these things, that could be a tool that can work for you. Another important piece of this is if you are struggling with the stress of work and home and family and just everything in general, reach out and, and ask for help. There are so many fantastic resources out there. And if you are consistently overwhelmed and stressed, it could have an impact on your health. It could have an impact on your relationships know that it is okay to reach out and get help from someone. In several of my episodes, I've had conversations with individuals where we've talked through the idea that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. And I know that there's a stigma and I do think we are making as a society some real progress as it relates to that. But truly, the strong thing to do is ask for help even though it can be extremely difficult. These are difficult times. There's so much coming at all of us every single second of every single day. It is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. So know that that is an option as well. Something I've learned over the years as it relates to a topic like this is truly it starts with the individual. So it takes the individual stopping, taking a hard look at their current life, and saying, this isn't working for me, whatever the it may be. This is a bigger issue and means more to me than I've paid attention to in the past, and I thought it was worth having a conversation about. After looking into this topic and doing some research, I recognized that there are several things I am doing that don't lead to a good balance in my workspace and my home family space. So there are things that I can do differently as well. I don't even like using the term work life because we are living all the time. So it's more like work home. Work life just sounds kind of funny to me. So moving forward, I think I'm going to phrase this as work home integration. How do the two work together? Because I am the same person at work that I am at home. And I'm proud of that because I am secure and grounded enough in myself and who I am that I want to be that consistent person. But in doing that, I know that there needs to be an integration between the two of them. So I keep those stress levels low on both sides and find ways to make them work for me. This is a very personal topic to me because it's something that I've been obviously thinking about over the past few months, especially with things getting back to the way that they were. But I would love to hear from you, love to have conversation. Is this something that you struggle with? Uh, if so, what is the hardest part about it for you? And also, have you found some strategies that help you better integrate the, the work and the home portion of your life. 
I thank you, as always, for listening, for the feedback, for the support. This podcast is all about helping people take more control of their life in whatever way that looks like so they can wake up and be excited about the day that they are facing and what they get to do and the impact they get to make on the world. I really want to help people be the best versions of themselves, not just for themselves individually, but the world around them as well. And one way I think we can do this is by changing the way we look at the work-life balance concept and take into consideration that it's more a work home integration of who we are and living out our lives in the best way possible. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Graceful Confidence podcast. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please go ahead and share it with them, encourage them to like and follow. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon.